Hello and welcome to the Every Woman Network podcast, a chance for you to engage with some fresh ideas for you and your career development. In this episode, you'll hear from Every Woman expert Sharon Anasia on how to challenge unhelpful thoughts and feelings that land us in the empathy trap. Sharon is a positive psychology coach and an interior designer for your mind. She helps companies and teams reduce burnout and create healthier workplaces. If you're a leader who gives everything to your job, taking on your colleagues' work, worries and fears leaving you exhausted, you may have fallen into the empathy trap. Sharon will explore how to set healthy boundaries that will protect your well-being and create a positive atmosphere at work. Over to you, Sharon. We're going to speak today about the benefits of empathy, but also the dangers of empathy, particularly for women in the workplace, and how we can avoid falling into that empathy trap. I'm going to take you through a technique that will help you to reset your mindset so that you can use empathy for good. And you can use this technique for all kinds of limiting beliefs you might have about yourself. So it's a really, really good tool to be able to use for yourselves. What is empathy, first of all? I think we better clear that up. So empathy is the ability to sense other people's emotions, coupled with the ability to imagine what someone else might be thinking or feeling. Empathy is in two parts. That's what they're saying here. The first part is what we call affective empathy. So that means that we can sense other people's emotions. So imagine if your colleague at work is feeling a bit stressed out, you'll probably start to feel a bit anxious because you're very in tune with their feelings. Um, The second part is what they call cognitive empathy. So that's where we can imagine ourselves in the other person's shoes, an ability to be able to take on the perspective of someone else. It's a really, really vital skill. And and actually empathy is a very, very positive psychological trait. There are lots of great things about being empathetic, but the key thing to note with empathy and what we're gonna talk a lot about today is there's this fine line between being empathetic and then taking on everyone's problems on your shoulders. And when that happens, then you have no resources left within yourself. So we're going to talk today about how we can stop ourselves from doing that. Or if we do find ourselves in that situation, how we can kind of row it all the way back. How do you know if you're an empathetic person? Well, here are some of the most common traits that empathetic people tend to have. You most likely will be highly sensitive and compassionate towards the needs of other people. So you're really in tune with what other people are feeling, what they might need with your colleagues. You're like, yeah, I'm really here for you. You're very intuitive. So you're picking up on the cues of what other people may be going through. So if someone is going through a hard time, you know, you can see past the kind of false mask that they want to put on. And you might be the person that can really turn around to them and say, you know, how are you really doing? You know, you might have previous experience that relates to what the person is is going through at that point in time. So you really relate to their feelings. You tend to find that people who are very empathetic or who develop a lot of empathy probably have been through some quite difficult things in their lives. So they really, really get it. Another big trait of empathetic people is um, they're very emotional by nature. Um, So you often find that someone who kind of wells up when they hear something a bit sad or a bit touching. They may become very sensitive about other people's well-being. So 
it's definitely something to watch out for. Like I say, if it gets very overexpressed, then it can be something that can really uh, be detrimental to your own well-being, you know, looking after other people so much. So empathy, like we know, is a great skill to have. And in terms of leadership, being an empathetic leader is absolutely all the rage at the moment. Um, because empathetic leaders are people who can develop high levels of trust, care, a culture of acceptance within teams. You know, you know when your leader is empathetic because they are the kind of person that goes beyond the functionality or the day-to-day -day of everyday work. So your one-to-ones with them won't just be about, you know, what work needs to be done. You know, they will be able to ask you questions that elicit vulnerable answers and they won't be afraid of that conversation. You know, they, they'll also be someone who makes space for you when you are telling them difficult things. You know, you'll be able to reach out to them and say, I'm struggling at the moment. I'm having a hard time. I'm feeling overwhelmed. And you know that they will listen without judgment. You know that they, you feel safe to be able to say those things. They will have created that psychological safety. Now, it takes work to be an empathetic leader. It's not an easy thing to do. But when it happens, you know, you have, like I said, high trust, high care and high acceptance. And it's definitely one of the key skills that we need in a post-pandemic world. And it's so important, not just for that individual, but also for the team and the organisation. We know from research that actually empathetic leaders, their teams have three times higher performance levels. There was a survey done by Gartner recently, and top of the list for HR teams recruitment needs was people with high empathy. We know that empathetic leaders create two times higher inclusive work cultures as well. So lots of great things for empathy and reasons why we absolutely do need empathy. Also for the person who is empathetic, it increases their life satisfaction, their EQ's higher, their self-esteem is higher. They have larger and more fulfilling social networks. Of course, why wouldn't they? If you're very empathetic and you can relate to other people, you'll form deeper bonds and better relationships. And empathetic people are much more likely to be altruistic. They are more ready to help others and more willing to donate to charities. And in fact, as women, we are naturally more empathetic. So actually, women, we're not born with more empathy than men. Okay, It's, it's nothing like that. Though granted, we do have more oxytocin in our bodies, which is the feel-good hormone. But one of the reasons why women tend to be more empathetic is because we normally have more empathetic female role models around us. And that in turn encourages us to want to replicate that behavior. So actually, it's a skill that women tend to have more than men. And it's a great skill to have. But sometimes what can happen is that we can end up showing too much empathy. And so in a work leadership context, or just in a work context, when that happens, we can fall into what's called the empathy trap. And when that happens, things can really start to fall apart. Sharon has talked us through what empathy is, how to know if you're empathetic, and why it is so beneficial in a workplace. Next, she will talk you through an example of a team leader who fell victim to the empathy trap. I'm going to share with you now a short story, a true story, somebody who is in my coaching network. I've changed her name, but she's happy for me to share her story. So let's meet Kimberly. So Kimberly is the leader um, in a PR company. Now, she predominantly works with a lot of other women. 
And she's what we would call an empathetic leader. You know, she has all of those traits that I just described earlier. She cares for other people's well-being. She relates to their feelings. She's gone through difficult times herself. She understands her team well, and she's very, very much there for them. Now, what happens is a lot is that Kimberly tends to take on a lot of the extra work so they don't have to. She stays late. She works hard. Her team have suffered in the pandemic. Like many other working mums, they had to take on a disproportionate amount of the work during the pandemic. But so has Kimberly. But Kimberly continues to power through. She wants to keep going. She wants to be there for, for her team. She wants them to be happy. And she believes that by taking on that extra work, that is how they'll be happy. And what's happening to Kimberly? She is getting exhausted. She's starting to run on empty. So when one of her teammates asked for some time off at the last minute because they were having childcare issues, she lost it. She could not cope. She was living within that margin and she had nothing else left in the tank. And she got so angry that she denied them the request. And then on top of that, she also put in a new rule that said nobody can take annual leave unless it's two weeks booked in advance. Now, bear in mind that Kimberly has a team of young mums and flexibility is absolutely what they need. This was not going to help anyone. So what has happened here? Kimberly is experiencing what is called empathy burnout. And when this happens, when we've pushed ourselves physically, emotionally, mentally, we have nothing left for ourselves. If we spend all of our time, and this is what Kimberly did, she spent all of her time filling up the cup for other people, worrying about them, looking after them. She neglected her own needs and there was nothing left in the glass for her. She was absolutely empty. And Kimberly is not alone. This is happening more and more. And this is happening at a much more alarming rate after the pandemic. To get to the root of what Kimberly is experiencing, where she has been over empathetic, where she hasn't set those boundaries, where she's lost control, we're going to need to dig a bit deeper. And that's where we're going to use the Mind Story Map tool. So like I said, this tool allows us to go deeper into a someone's psyche. And the key question for Kimberly to answer, and perhaps for all of you as well today, is why am I picking up other people's emotional backpacks when they are not mine to carry? Why am I picking up other people's emotional backpacks when they are not mine to carry? This is a big central question for many women to ask themselves. This tool, the Mind Story Map tool, allows us to ask ourselves, what are the thoughts, emotions, and behaviors? Just remember, think, feel, do. What we think informs how we feel, how we feel informs what we do. So we need to understand this pattern within ourselves to understand psychologically what is going on. So let's use this to talk through Kimberly's issue so that you understand how to use it for yourselves. So the clues really were in Kimberly's story. So Kimberly told us that she was looking for acceptance from her team and that she's placing her worth as a leader in how much effort she puts into looking after that team. So 
She thinks she isn't good enough unless she sacrifices herself. So let's pause for a moment and just consider how disempowering that thought pattern is. I'm not good enough unless I sacrifice myself. And the more Kimberly tells herself that, the less likely she is to look after herself. Because why would you? If you don't value yourself, why would you practice self-care? You won't. So what is it that she feels? She feels her team will only be happy if she takes on the slack. And so what does she do? What's her behavior? She overworks herself. What is the outcome? She becomes burnt out. What is her belief about herself? That she's not good enough. What does she believe about the other people on her team? That they'll only value her if she sacrifices herself. And so the story goes and it goes and it goes. And while she may not have been conscious that that is what's happening, subconsciously, that's the story she's telling herself. And for each of us, we each have stories that we are telling ourselves. We each have thoughts, emotions that are driving our behaviors. And until we become aware of those, we can't challenge them and we can't change them. Sharon has talked through the pitfalls of overexpressing empathy in a team. But how do we stop this unhealthy cycle? Sharon has some top tips. There are three key steps to avoid the empathy trap. One, the mindset reset. So we just figured out what Kimberly's mindset is. Now we've got to go on and reset it. Number two, boundary setting. You've got to set healthier boundaries. Number three, you've got to put on your own face mask. Steps two and three won't work unless we do step one. That's the truth. Why don't we do it? We don't do it because our mindset isn't in the right place. So now we're going to work through how we do that. Once you become aware of what those patterns of thought and feelings are, you develop awareness. So in this case for Kimberly, once she understands that that is the thought pattern and that is the behavior, she then has the awareness in the moment where she thinks I better take on the extra work to stop and say, am I this thought? Am I this feeling? Am I this behavior? And the truth is, none of those things that she is thinking and feeling are in fact rooted in reality. They are creations in her mind that she has told herself are true, but in fact are not. And once you have that awareness, once you catch yourself in the moment when you're doing those things, you can then answer this next question. How do I want to show up in the world? Because if you want to show up in the world looking after yourself, if you want to show up in the world being empathetic but not taking on the world's problems, then at least you know then what the roadmap is. And that's where steps two and three come into play. So step two, boundary setting. What do we want the power dynamic to be in our teams? So if you're someone who is over empathetic and you're over identifying with other people and you're challenging your mindset, the next step is asking yourself these questions. How are each of us gonna hold ourselves accountable in the team? Where are each of our responsibilities? Where does someone's responsibility start and the other person end? How can we each build on what works in our team? So let's build on what we're good at. Let's focus on those strengths. Don't lose the fact that you're empathetic. It's a great strength. We know that. We know it's a really valued tool and capability. Do we all understand what success looks like? A great exercise to do here is what it is and what it isn't. 
So what does a good functioning team look like where we all know what our roles are, where we all play to our strengths, where we understand where each of us gets triggered and how we can help ourselves and help each other? What it isn't, one person takes on all the work, people feeling demotivated. You know, once you start doing that kind of exercise, then you can understand what success really means to you. And the third part, putting on your own mask. Self-care is not selfish. Self-care is self-love. But if we're going to tell ourselves disempowering stories, then we're not going to be able to put on those masks. So we've really got to work on the stories to be able to put the mask on ourselves. Now, if you're someone who doesn't do this regularly, or if you're someone who finds this hard to do, then my advice is start small. You know, the power and, in, you know, intention, small ones are what key. It's the small changes to behavior that really work. So keep it small so that it's something that you can do. But what I often have to, you know, say to women is don't confuse doing basic self-need, self-care needs as actual real self-care. So like just having a meal to yourself isn't really self-care. That's just like a basic need that you're fulfilling. So that's not what counts. What counts is actually doing something that really, really nourishes you and is something that is good and is just for you. Do each of you do something for yourselves every day just for you? Are you doing that? Because if you're not, then actually now's the time to make the commitment. So here are some key takeaways for you guys to remember. Empathy in action builds valuable relationships and it builds psychological safety. Empathy without boundaries and self-care leads to emotional burnout and disempowered teams. There's a three-step process here, you know, setting those healthy boundaries, working on that mindset reset, self-care. You know, these are the three tools that will help you stay on the right side of empathy. And here's a final thought for each of you. How we care for ourselves gives our brain messages that shape our self-worth. So we must care for ourselves in every way, every day. The key to using empathy successfully, the key to empathetic leadership, lies in putting on that mask, setting those healthy boundaries, and resetting your mindset so that you have the energy, so that you have the space to practice kindness and compassion so that you can create the impact that you so want to and deserve to create in your career, in this world. That's the way that we're all gonna be able to make the changes that we want to. That was Sharon and Asia on how to avoid the empathy trap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Every Woman Network podcast. Continue your career journey on the Every Woman Network by logging into your personal dashboard at www.everywoman.com.